Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact. This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure. Hey there, Impact Makers. On today's podcast, I'll be chatting with Claire Bond, the CEO and founder of Claire Bond Group, a strategic marketing, communications, and branding agency. For over 15 years, Claire has been helping leading businesses, high-achieving CEOs, executives, investors, and founders to maximize their authority and influence in order to accelerate business growth, gain recognition, and increase opportunities. In our conversation today, we dive into the concept of personal branding, why it's important for everyone, but especially for executives, and what it takes to develop an effective personal brand in a world where most everyone is sharing online and AI is being used more than ever to create content for people who may not have been previously good at it. Well, welcome, Claire, to the Impact Makers podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today about one of my favorite topics, which is personal branding. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. I'm very, very excited. Um, I, I love personal branding and I love to talk about it. So let's go. Fantastic. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what makes you who you are and how you got here today? Okay. Well, so I'm Claire Bond. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Claire Bond Group. And uh, basically we are a personal branding agency for executives and uh, CEOs. And basically what kind of brought me here, I am, you know, did Fortune 500 marketing for a few years. I really wanted to become an actress. So I did that. And what I lacked in experience acting, I knew how to brand myself. So I branded myself, got all my socials and started just really, yeah, built the website, did everything that I tell people they need to do today. I did that for myself. And then people that I would, you know, meet in acting class and things like that are like, wow, you really have all your stuff together. Can you do that for me? So I started branding actors. And then I founded a company where we built people's personal brands for online dating and LinkedIn. And are those two things the same? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. Right. But basically during a meeting with an angel investor, um, I was on his podcast and he basically came up with the idea for Claire Bond Group, which was, you know, instead of kind of, because he was an investor in Uber and he was like, you know, you started at Uber Eats, whereas we started at Uber Black. So you need to start at the top instead of at the bottom. It's easier to to kind of uh, build the market at the top of the market rather than build it at the bottom. So our first um, client was another angel investor, and that was at the end of 2019. We were primed and ready as much as you can be for 2020 because everything was online. It really didn't need that whole in-person component. And yeah, that's essentially how we got here today. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I actually, I started my personal branding kind of knowing what the term was and everything back in like 2008-9, I was working in executive recruiting and was just online trying to learn as much as I could about, as you said, how to brand myself. I didn't know what it was called at the time. I was just like, I need to market myself as an executive recruiter because I'd been in corporate HR most of my career and started reading a lot of blogs about personal branding. But things have obviously changed since 2008-9. So you mentioned 2019, kind of getting some things set up and your direction changed. But when did you kind of start with the concept of personal branding and how has it changed since you started? 
Well, I mean, personal branding, you were personal branding people for online dating and LinkedIn. So I, I mean, I feel like we did our first blog for that term SEO probably in 2014, 15. So yeah, it's, it's, but I mean, literally the search volume was in like, you know, like 2,500, 4,000 at that time. And now it's around 90,000 a month. For it's it's boomed. I mean, everybody knows that word. I it used to when you'd say it, people would be like, "Huh?" And it's just not like that anymore, good or bad. Yeah, I feel like what kind of changed in in like 2020 and 2021 is there are a lot of people that are like, "Hey, I could do this. How hard could it be? It's just marketing. I have like a social media handle, you know." <laughs> um, and you're like, "Okay, how how is that going for you?" And a lot of the competitors that I had are not there anymore. So that's kind of, I, I feel like that's what's, what's for me, it's, that's changed a lot. Um, so it's just people knowing what the term is, everyone come out coming out of the word work as a personal branding expert. And now a lot of them are kind of gone because they weren't experts. Right. Well, how, let's start with the basics then. How do you define personal branding? <sighs> I mean, it really is um, when, you know, when I'm doing uh, like a speaking engagement, I always talk about how, uh, you know, the, the the book, it was called the definite, um, there's a thing called the, the what, a dictionary of marketing. And they talk about how branding is how a person um, feels about your brand. Um, so, so that is like, kind of like your brand is how someone feels about you. So everyone always thinks it's your logo or it's something stationary it's your website and that kind of thing it's your colors i mean how you were in the corporate world how much money has been spent on your colors who cares literally who cares and so it is how someone feels about you that is your personal brand when you walk into a room when you speak when you are online so it's really all encompassing it's everything so that is your personal brand so um you know if you're you know you're a complete asshole that <laughs> When you meet people, that's your brand. Sure. Well, I, I like like on your website, you mentioned that you help clients get different, differentiate themselves, not just stand out. And I always think of the quote from Sally Hogshead that different is better than better. <laughs> How do you kind of start with someone in that personal brand? If they come to you and they say, okay, I already have a brand and I'm known at the asshole. I want to change that, but I want to differentiate myself from other executives or other people like me in the industry, what are some of the steps that you take to help them define that differentiation? I feel like one of one of the biggest things is that we don't accept everybody. And there has to be synergy in like, I can see your vision both ways, right? They have to see ours, we have to see theirs. But yeah, if, they, if, if they're just a complete asshole and they're just like, just brand me, I don't want to be involved. Like, it's just not going to work. So it's somebody that actually wants to change. I always say you have to have altruism in your heart in order to be good at personal branding because you have to give a lot without asking for anything in return. That is the people that you think about today, you know, that have great personal brands, they are on social media. They are constantly giving, 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 giving. They're not asking you, oh, sign up. And I, I always think of like the influencers back in circa like uh, 2015, 2016, where they were just like, like to know it, buy this thing, buy this shirt. And those people are not there anymore. At least they've changed their kind of their MO because it doesn't work. You have to give good information. You have to be helpful. You have to know your audience's pain points um, and that sort of thing. So it's not necessarily like I'm going to brand you and you're going to be this perfect little 
person that I'm going to put in the shelf. You actually have to help people. So you have to know who your audience is. You have to speak to them. You have to understand their pain points. You have to give, give, give. And that's how you're going to actually get something. Interestingly enough, I, I had a coaching session with a CEO and he literally showed up. He had like a, you know, a printout of my blog. And he was like, oh my God, this is the best blog I've ever written. It was, you know, I've ever read. And it was about CEO branding and he was writing in the margins and everything. And it really spoke to him, you know, and, and that feels so good. And that's what I'm talking about. So that blog led him to do a private coaching session with me. And now we're working with him. And so that's what great personal branding can do for you. And it's not because I went in there and go, oh, okay, well, this is going to like hook them like a, like a fish. You know, you can't go into it thinking about what you're going to get. You always have to think of it as I'm just helping people. I'm going to make, write this great blog, do this great video, have a great podcast, whatever it is. And my goal is to give great information and you know, let people do what they want to do. Because a lot of times your ideal client, they're not you can give them all the information to do exactly what they could do the, their own branding, but they're my ideal client isn't, they don't have the time, but by reading the you know blogs and looking at watching videos and things like that, they're like, Oh, Claire knows what she's talking about. She's the one that I want. She knows exactly what I'm dealing with. She speaks to, directly to me. She knows my pain points. That is a great personal brand. Very long, like, <laughs> drawn out, but there's so many nuances to it. And I think that the, a lot of people think it is this one and done kind of thing. And it's really not. Mm-hmm. Well, I speak to a lot of, uh, I'm a speaker and I do talk to people about personal branding is one of the topics I talk about, but I speak to a lot of leaders, particularly people leaders, whether it's C-level leaders or HR talent leaders in organizations. And when I talk to them about personal branding, a lot of times there's confusion around why would I brand myself when I'm really should be branding the company? So how do you kind of view the process of, you've mentioned working with C-level clients or business owners, executives, what's the differentiation that you help them understand about the importance of their personal brand and how that impacts their company brand? The the thing that's kind of, that a lot of people can't understand or they have a hard time understanding is they know how they buy products. They know what connects with them, but they can't kind of look at themselves from the outside and go, oh, I should use the same marketing tactic for my business or for me. So human to human connection. That's why influencers are so popular. That's why, you know, a lot, like you look at commercials, I'm a former, you know, actress, like I said, a lot of these influencers, the Kardashians, whatever, they are doing commercials. It's because people know them. They're like, oh, the Kardashians use it. I should use it. So basically, that is why a CEO and an executive, those people help brand the business is because they they are putting a human face to the business instead of this faceless entity. No one wants to get behind a faceless entity anymore. They want to get behind a person. They want to know that they're being heard and they're being seen and that the business actually cares about their values and the things that they care about. And that's why. So there's nobody better than the CEO or the founder to talk about why this business is so great, why they love it, why they're passionate about it. So that's why CEO branding is so powerful because, you know, ideally you'd want the person that's running the business to be very passionate about the business. And there's really no one else to be able to do that 
than the CEO. So you encourage your clients to kind of share their whole human self, or do they really need to keep their brands aligned with the company values? And, you know, we sell cars, so I need to kind of stay in this lane. Or do I talk about the fact that I like to go hiking and I have a family and other things that maybe impact who I am and my brand? I think there's, there's two elements to that. The first one is only as much as you're comfortable with sharing. So I don't share too much about my like family and things like that on social media. Um, I share my dogs and other little things, maybe hiking, things like that. But yeah, I, I like to keep some of my private life private. So it depends on how much they want to share. The, uh, the other thing is it's, you have to show a human side, but you don't want to have too much of it, right? It's not, you know, these aren't, this isn't like your like photo album. This isn't Facebook back in the day where you're showing like all your kids, like th- that's not the place for it. But if you can share a family story or a hiking story that then leads into something else, like that's how you can weave it in instead of just like, here's a picture that I took while hiking. That's boring. While I was on my hike today, I had an epiphany, blah, 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 blah. It's the beginning of a post. Like that's how you weave it in to actually fit with your story. So it's all that storytelling. So you have to know your story. You have to know what you're, who you're talking to. So you never get off of the path. You always, you know exactly who you're talking to. You know exactly what the goal of your content is. And you always you always stay there. You always stay like in that lane, but you can weave little things into it that kind of can say, oh, and while I was doing this, I had this thought or this reminded me of that. So that's how you can do it. Okay. Well, do you have four or five tips or strategies that you tend to recommend to people, whether they're clients or people who may be interested in working with you about how they can begin to strengthen their personal brand? I mean, one of the first things uh, I think, you know, you definitely need to have a website. I think that's really important. It should be your full name. And then you, whatever that website is that you, that you have, like I have clairebond.com. And so I have clairebond all over social media. So that is how that's like, you know, step one and two that I think people should do. Um, The other thing is, is that I think that you need to know who your audience is. You need to know who you're talking to because that is really going to kind of clue in the content that you're talking about. I mean, when I first started in 2019, we were, I was talking to more, you know, I was, th- I was thinking kind of like people that I like knew. I was thinking like coaches and people like that. And then my stuff started really resonating with, with CEOs and executives. So I was like, oh, Okay, so maybe on Instagram, I'll talk about this, maybe on LinkedIn, I'll talk about this, because you 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 need to know where your audience is, and you need to speak to them on the platform that they're on. So know who your audience is, and know what platforms they're on. So I guess like that's like one, two, three, and four. <laughs> and then I guess like the fifth one would be, do not bite off more than you could chew. Uh, it's funny, my co-founder and I were talking about this. So a lot of people will just be like, I have to be on social media or I I am on social media, right? They're just, they're just posting anything. It does not help anyone. No one, their ideal audience is not helped by their content. They are not talking, um, you know, uh, pinpointing their, their audience's uh, pain points and things like that. They're not helping them in any way. So unless you're actually committed to it, don't, don't do it. Like just, you know what I mean? Because it could actually hurt you more than it helps you. Okay. What about someone like myself? You know, my my clients are typically similar to yours, business leaders, executives. 
and I'm on all the socials and I have just decided that my Instagram account, I have more fun with it and it's under my name. Um, but I have more fun with it when I'm sharing horse pictures and recently it's been concert pictures or traveling. So it's all really personal. It's not a business intention. Does that help or hurt someone with their personal brand when they, they have a platform where they, it's not private, it's public, it's under my name, but it's really not business related stuff. So option one is you could turn it private to just have it be private and you can just, you don't have to worry about that at all. So that's, that's one of the options. If you do that, I would recommend doing another Instagram that is more public, you know, more public facing, um, more sharing the content that your ideal audience wants, but your CEO and executive clients aren't really probably searching for you on Instagram. So it may not be that big of a deal. I I mean, I would just probably say if you really want to share, here's the thing. Like I, I I'm not like adamant, like you have to do this, blah, 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 blah. Like there are nuances and that's just that's life. So if you really want to share pictures of your horses and things like that on Instagram, turn it private. Don't worry about it. You're like CEOs don't care about my content on Instagram and and leave it at that. That's what I think. So <laughs> don't I be I feel like it's just like not a stressful thing. And then yeah, if you want to keep your private life private and just share, you know, th- these photos of your life with people that you care about, then just do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned everyone should have a website under their name. Are there other must-have places that people should be online? So there's all should... the, you know, there's multiple social media platforms. And like you said, it's biting off a lot. If you if you're on five or six, is there somewhere you say everybody has to be on this? it always depends on what, who their ideal audience is and where their ideal audience is, you know, getting that con their content from. So everybody's different, but one of the biggest things to think about is, well, so I think that you should get social, your social media handles all across the board. I mean, I have a TikTok. I've never used TikTok. Uh, I've never done it, done TikTok, but it, that's not where my ideal audience is. It's not that day with that demographic. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I do do reels on Instagram, but TikToks are just a lot of work. And I'm like, you know, just don't want to do that. It's not where I need to be spending my time. So just be honest, like where are your clients? Where are your ideal audience? You know, where's the ideal audience? And really just be like, do I need to do these things? And that's kind of the biggest thing to think about. It's like, so, I mean, I, we have a a client that we work with who was adamant about not doing Twitter, just did not want to do Twitter. I'm like, that is where your clients are. But if you don't want to do Twitter, that's fine. So sometimes people are like, I don't want to do that. And you're like, okay, so we'll do this instead. So I, I, there's not an absolute at all in your personal brand. It's always personal. I assume most of the people listening to this podcast with, with what I know about them, do need to be on LinkedIn though. Do you have, and I see you're very active on LinkedIn. Do you have some, some tips for what we need to do on LinkedIn to really stand out? I mean, just, just kind of what I've been saying, you, you know, share content that your ideal audience or the people that you want to connect with on LinkedIn want to know, you know, help those people out, give them tips, give them information. I, I I'm connected to with like a CEO of a major corporation and he posts, you know, a lot of yay me posts. I see a lot of CEOs do this. My company did this. Yay me. Yay my company. This award happened. Yay me. It's like so boring. So you'll have everyone goes, yay you. Congratulations. Like there's not a lot of interaction, but what if the person was able to weave a story into that? 
I was speaking with my daughter this morning and we had a conversation about this. And then when I got, when I got into work, I learned that we won this award. It means so much to me because blah, 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 blah. Like think about how you can weave in again, your family, you can, you don't have to have a picture of them, but it's a story that people can connect with. So think about storytelling instead of constantly being like, yay me, yay us, because it's so boring and nobody cares. Sure. What about, <laughs> what about video? I know I've been hearing reading for probably the last 15 years that it was all going to be all video all the time soon. And I certainly more video now, but do you think as a person, again, at the level that your clients are and many of the people listening to this podcast, do we have to do video in order to, to really stand out with our personal brands? Um, so the thing that's actually interesting, I was talking to um, a PR expert and she was like, you know, I had this client, he had a great book, so amazing, but he was absolutely horrible on video, awful, tried media training, just awful. And I'm like, you know what? I would do you a disservice if I said you had to be on video because you're just, you're not that good. You would actually, ugh, you know, it would actually be really hard and I have to kind of go like, okay, well it, he's not. Yeah. It's just, so some people are not that good. They're not that dynamic, whatever it is. They just have a lot of fear about it, whatever it is. So those people are better in, you know, print and maybe long form content, you know, written content on social media. But as we're kind of shifting into this whole AI thing, I mean, obviously there's AI video. I saw something recently um, where they were, there's like the writer strike here in LA and the, they're, they're really adamant about not using their likeness for um, AIs, for, for actors, for writing and all this kind of stuff. So as we move more into this AI space, you actually being on video is going to have more impact than just your words, right? Because there's a lot of people that are just using chat GPT to be like, I posted some content and I followed Claire's rules because it helped people because chat GPT said, this is what people are actually searching for regarding this topic. So yeah, that, that's, so that's kind of where it is, right? So if you obviously a, a CEO or an executive, you're probably pretty good in front of camera because that's your job. But if you're not, right, you're still like in the executive area, but you're not the best at it. You're more like a tech, you know, CEO, CTO or something. Then yeah, share other content that shares um, and helps people. But that's, that's essentially it. Like if you really are not good I think it would be doing you a disservice if I was like, you have to do this. Yeah. So I was, I was on a panel several years ago with some marketing leaders and it was back in the heydays of blogging. And I remember a question from the audience was, you know, again, how do we kind of develop our personal brand? And one of the panelists said, everyone needs to have a blog. And he shared his reasoning why. And then when it got to me and I'm like, you need to have a blog if you're a good writer everyone does not need to have a blog. If you're a terrible writer, then a blog is going to actually negatively impact well, you. So, but then you hire someone to help you. Well, you know, we, have, we, you know, expand the, I just, the, the blanket statement of everyone needs to have a blog kind of hit me the wrong way, but you did mention a good segue. Cause I did have a, a question about how is AI, which is everywhere these days, it's all anyone can talk about. How do you see it impacting personal branding for good and for bad? Well, I so want to say one thing about about the blog thing because I've actually done like I did something on is blogging dead. So if you again, if you do it well, right? Like everyone again, it's all about doing it well. Personal branding is about doing it well. If you're not going to do it well, don't do it. Like please, please save us all the space. 
But SEO is great if because you want to show up first in search for your key terms, right? With that helpful content that helps your ideal audience. So blogging is important if you do it well and it's SEO. So, okay. <laughs> so about AI. So, I mean, AI is everywhere and I'm, I'm sorry, remind me of the question again, because I'm sorry. <laughs> the, what, what impact do you see AI having on personal branding, good and bad? Okay. So that basically, as we become more, we, uh, like just what I was saying before, where you have a lot of people that are doing their, their blogging, they're doing posts on social media, and, and they're doing yay me posts. They're, they're doing it because they have to, not because they enjoy it, not because they have their audience in mind. So as they're pushing out this AI generated content, there's, I mean, so say you follow 10 people in the same space, and they all start sounding the same. It's the one that starts differentiating themselves. It's the one that actually shares the, you know, really insightful information that sounds like a human wrote it. You can always, like when you're reading content, it sounds like a person speaks. And that's the type of people that, so, so I think we're going to be starting to lean more towards, you know, personally, I hate like somebody decides I'm going to do a personal brand. And then all of a sudden, all of their content essentially condescends. It talks down to you. I saw someone, they posted something about like, <laughs> it's so it's funny because I talked to my team and I'm like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Like, he's just like, the next time you're doing this, think to yourself, I, I just something just ridiculous, like just condescending. I could can't even think of what it was, but do you know what I'm talking about? Like where it's like, where it's like the next time you're angry, think of how, I don't know, you can <laughs> think internally. You're like, who are you to tell me this? You're a marketing expert, like stay in your own freaking lane. So it's like, again, when you have this human to human connection, you have to, you know, the, the people that are creating good content and are actively helping people and it really concentrating on that human to human connection and altruism, they will succeed because this, this just blanket, I'm just doing content that, that chat GPT says is the right content. That's, I do believe that, that, you know, Google and LinkedIn, they're trying hard to kind of downgrade that content and upgrade the ones that are actually, actually have human connection with them. So I think this kind of talking down to people that's that's the type of content people are like i don't want to i don't want to hear this i don't want these these like you know experts that come out of nowhere sharing this because essentially chat gpt can use my own content against me and so i've just got to go out there and just be like they don't have my personality they don't have the knowledge you can you can come at me eight different ways with questions. And I've got an answer for you. Even if I have to think about it, competitors that are just using chat GPT do not. So show that you are, you, we talked about being better, show that you are better. You are different than them by kind of thinking all of those different ways, instead of just having these blanket bland statements, because that's what, that's what all this AI content is. It's bland. It's basic. It's not nuanced. It's not different. It's not what's in your brain. So that is how you're going to have to showcase it. 
And it's actually so, interesting. I I follow, I do still read a lot of blogs and, and follow some writers that are really good writers, but I've seen a change in their writing. And I almost feel like it's because they're using AI more and it's removing the human voice, as you've said. It's kind of like when I read, you know, their content from two or three years ago, I'm like, I know who wrote this because it's in their voice. I hear them in my head. And now I read it and I'm like, that's content, <laughs> content for the sake of content. And also this last couple of weeks, it seems like it's uh, everybody's doing the AI headshots. And a few of my friends have posted some options like their real headshots with some chat GPT or not chat, select AI, I think is the one they've been using AI generated headshots. And they're like, which one do you like better? I'm like, I can definitely tell which ones are not real. They look computer generated. And I know we all get our headshots touched up and all that stuff, but, but I still see you, the human, instead of a shiny robot looking at me. <laughs> I just, I think that's just the, the, the key is that people are going to know the difference and you're just going to be magnetized to the people that are real. You will just know. And the more we're, you know, you see it, you're like fake, 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 real. And that's just the, yeah, that's, that's the way I see it. I, and the one thing I, I did want to say about, the blogging thing, maybe the reason why you've seen a difference is the content has to be written in a way, you know, whatever plugin you use, we use Yoast for, for WordPress, but, um, you know, it has to be written in an SEO style so that it ranks. So if you, sometimes that can kind of strip some of the personality. So I, I wanted to just say that maybe they're not completely using ChatGPT. Maybe it's because it's SEO'd, but it's only because I've seen a difference in the change in tone. Like I think if you read my writing, and I actually uploaded some of my blog posts or writings that I my newsletters on LinkedIn to ChatGPT recently, and I prompted it. I said I gave it another piece of content or something, and I said, take these examples and rewrite this example in my voice using these examples. It was a fair attempt. Uh, but again, I think I write like I speak, as you said earlier. And so it, it did kind of take that kind of voice out of it. But it used, you know, similar phrasing is what I, some of the posts that I had uploaded were. So I think, you know, I listened to a podcast. I referenced it several times in conversations with people from Adam Grant, where he was talking about, you know, he started it out with being very skeptical about AI, hates it, you know, thinks it takes out critical thinking, blah, blah, blah. And he had a college professor and an AI expert on with him to kind of talk through this. And the college professor, actually, of course, Adam Grant is a college professor, best-selling author and Wharton professor. But he was like, I don't want to see it in the classroom. Well, the other guy was like, I require my students to use it in the classroom because I want them to learn how to use it creatively to help them think differently. And, of course, the AI expert was all for it. And by the end of the podcast, I think it was helpful because they talked about prompting it to prompt your creativity, to prompt your individuality, again, not to take it wrote for what it might spit out you, but how does that help you to develop your own ideas, your own content? And so I think there's promise for all of us when it comes to our brands and our content generation to to use it. And that's how I use it. I use I I will I will upload something I write and say uh, act as a copywriter and create an SEO friendly and engaging headline for this piece of content. Cause I suck I suck at headlines. So yeah, no, we we actually that we use it. We have a team member that basically is like come up with the the meta description for this blog. 
Ah, that's a good one. Good point. Good tips. Yeah. We could have yeah. separate podcasts so, on AI tips. <laughs> well, so yeah. I do, I agree. It's, it, it is, it is helpful, but yeah, I using it for your creativity, using it to help you, but not as a replacement for. Exactly. Well, you have mentioned storytelling a couple of times. Not everyone is a great storyteller. I was listening to Hannah Gadsby's most recent uh, comedy uh, special on Netflix this last weekend where she said her mother was good at st- telling stories, but she never lands the plane or something like that. <laughs> so not everyone's good at telling stories. Do you have recommendations for people? Obviously, you feel like it's an important part of of creating yeah, content. Um, I mean, what's actually funny, I was like, so we, I, my husband and I were visiting our neighbors. I love them, but they were trying to tell us the story. And I kept going like, get to the point (laughs) like it was like going on for like 20 minutes you're like seriously it really should not be that so one of the biggest things that I tell people when I'm media training them is like you know you're doing you're doing a video you've got five minutes beginning middle end like really just think about how like baby you know way back in the day when you were doing that like five paragraph essay that we all had you know like you have to get to the point we had a client that we were working with and it was just constantly going, 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 going squirrel. You're like, no, uh, mm. then you don't, you don't even finish that thought or this thought and then you're done. And yeah. So sometimes it just takes practice, but you know, you have your notes in front of you. I actually have a teleprompter that I have like underneath my camera that kind of reflects up so I can kind of keep an eye, an eye on my notes. I have my uh, computer screen in front of me. So keep your notes in front of you because if you want to get press and things like that, you have to be quotable. You have to get to the point. You actually have to make a point. And that's one of the biggest things that when you're a good storyteller, there's a beginning, middle, and end. You understand the point. You can kind of go along the path with them, whichever way they go. It doesn't mean that you can't go like, oh, hey, I just thought of this and go over here and then come back, but always remember your point. And so a lot of times, you know, if you have your notes in front of you, you don't get off topic. But yeah, it's just really, I mean, I I feel like the people that are maybe not the best storytellers are sometimes like, yeah, they have ADHD or whatever, because they're just like, you know, squirrel. (laughs) You're like, get up. No, don't do that. But yeah, that's the biggest thing is just practice, 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 have your notes in front of you. Think of it as as this kind of like succinct video or, or whatever that you need to do. Don't, I mean, I was always the, um, whenever I would write, it was always just so short because I can't stand like, oh my God, like my husband can just write. Like I can be like, here's what I want to say. And he'll just like, he'll add like 2000 words to it. I'm like, what the, I just don't even know. I'm just not that kind of like super verbose, like just goes on with words that you're like, you could have gotten rid of half of those words and I would have had the point. So if you are that wordy person that just goes on and on and on, you've got to be brutal with yourself because people are going to get bored. So just, I, I, I tell my team, I'm like, literally uh, this bores me. I'm done. I'm like, well, so bored with this. Cut it. Like cut, 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 cut. I kind of think of like, uh, see, I've seen something recently, like something about like French dressing. I love, um, like like clothing dressing, not salad dressing, um, but like how the French will dress very minimally, right? So they're like, so as an American, okay, you're wearing like a necklace and earrings and bracelets and this and that and that. And a French person would be like, great, all great. Now they take off like two to three things. 
And then you have this simplified. So think of it in that sort of terms. Like I'm going to simplify it by cutting if you are too verbose. Um, and if you're very succinct, make sure you actually make a point. So it's this kind of sweet spot of giving enough context and pictures that interest people, but that doesn't, they don't get bored. Like you're not constantly like, oh my God, get to the freaking point. Like, because someone's going to leave. Sure. Okay. Well, I've enjoyed this conversation and definitely will continue to follow your your resources and your podcast, et cetera. But where can we find more information about you and your company, the work you do, yeah, podcast, et cetera? Uh, everything is on my website, clairebond.com. You'll find all my socials. You'll find my podcast. I have a uh, free masterclass um, if you're interested in that. Yeah, you could book a strategy call with us. Like many things that you can do all on my main hub of clairbond.com so and we'll link up all those resources in the show notes but the podcast is great what's it called again it's called the powerful personal brand podcast so we give tips and tricks on how to build your personal brand so mm -hmm. well, fantastic well i really appreciate you sharing with me more today claire and again it's great to connect with you and to learn more about you and your the work that you do thank you i really enjoyed this thank you so much for having me it's time for you to get noticed create change and grow your influence don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us get the word out by leaving a review.